You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, the Beer City Boys, for episode what number, X? Uh, Is it uh, 34? Yeah, I think I so. Think, I believe so, because last week we had the Larry Bird, right? Yeah. So, um, big episode for you guys. Um, it's been two weeks since we got together and uh, podcasted for you all, um, since the uh, AEW <clears throat> pay-per-view. So, we got a lot to talk about this week. Hopefully, um, you guys enjoy listening and uh, listening to our theories and everything else that uh, we have to talk about so yeah what, what do we got <sighs> well i think uh it'd be easiest if we just went uh promotion pr- by promotion and we can talk about uh big events and stuff okay each one i think that'd be the easiest to follow along right all right that sounds good to me so uh i guess you want to start with the uh, wwe then sure Sure. Let's uh let's start with WWE. Um, you know, in uh the WWE recently there has been a lot of people let go. Um Rusev's wife, Lana, to be included, and Tommy Effin and Yeah was released as well. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Um my boy, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy, yeah. yeah. Um my Ex-wife, um, Peyton Royce. Right, I divorced her since she left WWE. Sorry. <laughs> you better be careful. You'll be sleeping in the garage. Oh, that's all right. I sleep on the couch anyways. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, pretty shocking that uh, they've released a lot of these people, the, especially how talented a lot of them are. Yeah, uh, Ruby Riot was uh, in the mix as well. Yeah, so that was kind of a shock to see that they got rid of Ruby Riot, but they kept Liv Morgan. So I don't know where that all fits in, but well, I think Liv Morgan might connect with the fans a little bit more than Ruby Riot does. Um, because when she was, I think she was hurt there for a little bit, and Liv was by herself. And I think Liv kind of connected a little bit more with the audience than uh, Ruby Riot did, but I've heard a lot of good things about Ruby Riot, especially when she was in the independence, so I think she's pretty talented, so I think she'll be okay <clears throat> once her non-compete clause comes away. I think she'll she'll probably go to AEW. She seems to, like she'd fit in pretty well there. Yeah, I'm sure she probably would. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a shock to see all those people get released. Um, Lana... I thought they would keep Lana around just for uh, to make Rusev or Miro a little uncomfortable. Yeah, for a while, but uh, obviously they didn't find any use for her anymore. So, but she had something going on with uh, Naomi. Uh, Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know everybody talks big on uh, WWE's women's division. Because they have tons of talented women for that division. But at the end of the day, they only use like the same like eight 
women over and over and over. Yeah, and they always used Natty as a pushover. Yeah. Which I don't get that. No, because she was one of the women that helped kind of kickstart that women's division. I mean... Yeah, she developed, like, every woman on that roster. Yeah, so... Strange, but... Yeah, it is strange to me. But, um, speaking of the releases, I know you sent me, um... Like a little thing about WWE possibly selling to NBC, yeah, in the next couple of years, um, and I kind of delved into that a little bit more to see if I could find a little bit more about it. Sure. And apparently, that's the deal with some of these releases is that they're trying to clean up <clears throat> some of their roster and some added expenditures for money and stuff to make it more appealing for a potential buyer. Sure, I mean, that would make a lot of sense because not only are they re- releasing wrestlers, they're also releasing, like, executives from the headquarters. Yeah, 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 like office guys, announcers, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so I think they're just kind of tying up some loose ends um, to, like, make it more appealing. Uh, I also read that um, another article that said the reason they were releasing everybody was to grab some more open cash because apparently uh, rumor has it that they're bringing Brock back. Hmm. So, um, but recently I've been seeing rumors that either it's either he's coming back at SummerSlam, John Cena's coming back at SummerSlam, or The Rock. So okay. I've heard rumors of all, th- all three of them. So maybe they all three are or... Yeah. Two of the three or one of the three, so. I don't know about um, The Rock, but I could tell you John Cena might make a comeback. Um, just from, like, what I think anyways. Yeah. He, could po- he, he could be a definite possibility for a comeback. Or Brock could show up and wrestle, like, his three pay-per-views out of the year. Which is, it's, I mean... You can't really hate on the guy for doing that because he's making a butt to a butt <laughs> sorry <laughs> a buttload more of money buttload more money than we are right combined for like one show right because he doesn't show up for the shows he just shows up for like the pay-per-views yeah I mean, if he makes a guest appearance on, like, Raw or SmackDown or whatever the yeah, case is. Yeah, he's in sweats, in a cutoff. Right. And that's it. He shows up, does his, like, three-minute spiel, and then he's out on a plane back to Canada, where we belong, right? Is he living in Canada now? Yeah, he's been living in Canada for a while. Really? Yeah. Because I know he's from Dakota, so I just didn't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, he's talented, and... I think it would be cool to see him come back and they do like a storyline with him and Roman and Paul Heyman since he used to be, since he was a Paul Heyman guy. Um, yeah. To, to do that and then still have Roman beat him because then that makes Roman look that much stronger. Yeah, you know, that could be a possibility because um, that would be like super interesting if that would happen because there would be a lot of. Uh, Antimosity between Roman and Brock, 
and then Paul Heyman being stuck in the middle of it, being like, oh, well, you left me, Brock. I had to find some other client to take care of. Right. And Roman was the next best thing. Right, yeah. I think that'd be a cool storyline. Yeah. And then sure. Brock gives uh, Paul Heyman the F5. Oh, you think Paul Heyman can still take bumps? Well, I mean, if Ric Flair can take a bump in his 70s, I mean, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of Ric Flair... Uh, real quick, is that uh, I was trolling on uh, social media, and Andrade actually gave Flair a suplex into a pool. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you I saw, saw that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they were on a trip or something, and Roosh was there with them. Okay. Because um, Andrade used to wrestle in CMLL, and that's where Roosh wrestled from, so they're like buddies Okay. Um, and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? It, uh, keeping on that same topic right now is that it would be really interesting to see, or it's going to be real interesting to see where Charlotte Flair is going to fit in the mix with being Andrade's, Andrade's fiance. Um. This is just my thoughts, and I could be wrong. I think WWE is going to hold on to her. She's kind of a one of those once-in-a-lifetime talents. She's yeah. great on the mic. She's a great heel. Um, she's Ric Flair's daughter, so that in itself is awesome. Um, yeah. Plus, she's like, what, like a 12- or 13-time women's champ? Pretty so, much. And, I mean, she's come back now, and she's got this, like, new heel kind of persona going on um i think wwe would be foolish to let her go um especially if they're gonna if they are gonna sell if vince is gonna sell um i mean it would be silly because she's one of the top drawing stars i mean becky's not there anymore sasha's not been around since wrestlemania so i mean other than like her bailey and i mean maybe like Asuka, what of those women is like really sets out to you if you're a potential buyer looking at the women's division. I know they're all talented, but like you want to look for those five-star people. You know, like Bailey's one of those. Um, Charlotte's one of those. Like, Yeah. You know. I just can't get over Bailey's face, though. <sighs> she kind of looked like she got kicked in the mouth by a horse. <laughs> Sorry for all you Bailey fans out yeah. there. I don't know. That's just how I persona as i mean if you go back and look at footage of like her with makeup and without makeup like she looks 10 times worse than she actually does with the makeup like i don't know if the makeup like does her any justice or not like i don't know i could be talking out of my butt right now when it comes to her but i don't know axe man is sitting over here laughing at it like, that's just my honest opinion. I mean, she's, I don't know, she's just not, like, something, like, she's not a Peyton Royce. Hey, she's, not everybody can be a 10, right? Right. Which, um, I don't know how much you've dabbled into WWE lately, Axeman, but Carmella is the hottest, I think she was the best-looking woman in WWE or something like that. She won some award or something? 
Yeah, she's just claiming that like she's the hottest WWE superstar or something. Which yeah. Carmelo, I don't really think her face is all that. I don't know. Nah, whatever. So she's got weird lips. <laughs> yeah, I mean WWE wise, I'm really only kind of dabbling in NXT because I don't, I don't know what's going on with the main roster. And if you even want to call it the main roster anymore. I mean, SmackDown's good, but Raw is just a train wreck. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing, I'm, unless you have other stuff for WWE, the only other thing before we switch to another one is uh, NXT. They got that big um, title match coming up. Did you see that? Which one is that? So it's... Um, Karrion Cross, okay. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and I believe Finn Balor. I can't remember if there's a fifth guy or not, but I know there's for sure four. Okay. Um, they're doing a for for the title. So is Karrion Cross going to take the belt? I think he already has the belt. He already has the belt. He beat Balor out. Uh. I thought so, but... I'm not sure. I haven't really watched the product. Um, so. Yeah, I've been a little behind. I just know that that match is coming up. Okay. Um, but then I also know that Pat McAfee's, now that he's on SmackDown doing commentary, he's been calling out Adam Cole and stuff. So I have a feeling that Adam Cole is going to be moved over to SmackDown here soon. And this is just like a last... Bad like, choice. ...hoorah thing. Bad yeah, choice. but... I don't know how much options he really has. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, if he's under contract, they can do whatever they want with him. Yeah. Which, uh, speaking of WWE commentators, I am glad they got rid of that guy that replaced Samoa Joe. Yeah, your best friend? <laughs> yeah, my best friend. I don't even know his name. He was like the absolute worst on commentary. First night on Raw, just, I think it was Raw. Yeah, he butchered everybody's just name. butchered yeah. everything. I was like, really? You have somebody talking in your ear, and you can't get the stuff right. Like, what are you doing? But did you see when they released him that it said it was mutual? They mutually parted ways. Yeah, mutual well, my butt. Yeah, right. They told him. They told out. him, you suck, and you're out. Yeah, they basically told him to go pound sand. So. Right. Yeah. But, um, all right. You got any more uh, final WWE stuff before we uh, you know, switch gears? i just like to say my condolences to Alexa Bliss and her pig and Buddy Murphy because that was his his beloved oh, pig, yeah. too. R.I.P. Um, um, what was his name? Uh, uh, Jesus, criminy. I can't think of the pig's, pig's name. Um, Larry know. Steve. Larry Sorry. Steve. Larry Steve. I was going to say babe. I don't know what else you name it. Having a having a brain fart here, Larry Besides Steve, bacon. Yeah, bacon, Larry Steve. I wonder if they cooked him into bacon. That'd be a way to tribute him, know. right? Ludwig but von Hamstein. I'm sure uh, Alexa Bliss can't eat bacon. Yeah, well, because especially when it's Larry Steve, because she was pretty heartbroken. I'm sure Buddy, Mur- well, Bert- Buddy Murphy. Sorry, people. I went uh, golfing earlier yeah, today. You didn't do your ad libs today. I um. I had a couple uh, brewskis before the podcast here, which is uh, number one no-no, because uh, we're supposed to be the Bear City Boys, and we drink on the podcast together. 
So, I apologize. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, Buddy Murphy was actually pretty upset over Larry Steve as well. So, um, he was doing like a heartfelt tribute to Larry Steve. I don't know if you caught that or not. I didn't see that, but um, yeah, he was he was crying his eyes out. He yeah. was he was like a schoolgirl. So I feel for him. So I yeah. I wanted to cry when I had to put my dog down. So all right, uh, let's get off the sad note. And, <laughs> let's uh, get off the sad note. All right. Uh, so where do you want to hit next? Um, jeez, I don't know. We got a lot to talk about. Um. You know what? Let's talk about NWA. All right. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah. So, uh, right off the bat, uh, NWA, uh, they had Billy Corgan came out and had two big announcements. Um, NWA's got a subscription package only on Fight. So, everybody check it out. Fight is free on the App Store or Google Play to download. Uh, there's tons of free wrestling on there besides uh, NWA. Um, OVW. Yeah, you can also get pay- buy pay-per-views on there and stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, but NWA subscription, it's 5 bucks a month, and you get to watch every episode of Power, including the old ones. So if you want to catch up on them, you can. Plus, you can watch the old pay-per-views. So if you miss it live, eh, who cares? You go back and watch it, you just catch back up. I thought I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, I might have to con the wife into letting me get a NWA subscription. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'll be another wrestling subscription that you can't watch, right? Uh, I will watch it. You will watch I'll it? You will, you will lay down the law? You'll watch it on uh, your uh, phone or something? I'll watch it at lunch, yeah. Yeah, okay. But um, also, another big announcement is um, NWA is going to have an all-women's pay-per-view and Mickey James is going to produce it. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that's cool. So then they... I wonder who are they going to bring in for talent? Well, they talked... Some people on Twitter were kind of talking about that, and uh, some names that were kind of thrown out there was like Tennille. Ooh. Um, so they might bring her on there. They'll probably do... You know, Britt Baker might come on there. Obviously, Thunder Rosa, Camille... Um, I'm sure, um, Serena Deeb will be on there. They'll probably get some, some of those girls from Japan that have been doing some AEW stuff. Um, what's her name? Um, B Priestley, they might get her. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and then some of those women that have been released from WWE, as long as they can fit it into their 90-day release clause, I'd say I could see some of them on there. I don't know what exactly they'll do. If they'll do like a tournament style. Um, they haven't announced anything. They just kind of <clears throat> were just telling their kind of plans or whatever. Well, so You know, if they put together a nice card, I mean, why yeah. not? Yeah, I think it'll be good. Even uh, if it's just one card, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if it's not for anything like a tournament or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty sweet. Yeah. So that sounds pretty cool. Um, so... But uh, speaking of Camille, yeah, the last pay per view NWA had, she beat uh, Serena Deeb. Yeah, I think uh, listening to uh, what was it, the last episode or the previous episode, 
Yeah, we talked about we it. Talked we said about, that Camille would probably take it. Yeah, we uh, dropped uh, Thunder Rosa in there, but uh, then you dropped Camille being in there in hey, the mix. Hey, well, you know, Billy Corgan and I, we go back. Plus, he's like friends with my dad. That's how my dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty sweet. I mean, Camille, she's a beast. And she deserves to be recognized, and I think that uh, puts a bigger spotlight on um, NWA as a whole, especially for um, Nick Aldis's group. Yeah. For him being the NWA World's Champion, and then Camille being the Women's Champion. So. Yeah, and then um, I know they're not now, but at the time, those two guys that he had... Um, that guy's dating Camille. What's his name? Tom. Matt Forsyth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she wrote my butt. Yeah. Uh, what is that guy's name? Tom. I don't know. Well, anyways, uh, two of the other guys that were in Nick Aldis's group were NWA tag team champs. I mean, they're not now, but. Yeah. So, yeah, in Nick Aldis's group is definitely gaining a lot more traction. Um, and I kind of like that because. Around a strong champion, you got to have a lot of strong guys, you know, kind of like the Four Horsemen. I know his group's a little different, but... Sure. Because his group's called, like, Strictly Business. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that makes him a stronger champion, and it's definitely going to help her out be a champion. I know she doesn't really talk much. She's silent, but... Definitely. Is she still silent right now? Uh, I mean, I mean we, she, we don't know because we haven't, haven't watched the product. Last time I watched, she talked a little bit. Yeah. But... I think she's still pretty, like... Pretty mute. Especially compared to everybody else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a shame that uh, NWA went with a paid subscription for, like, all their shows and whatnot. But, I mean, I get it with the pap- with the pandemic, if you want to call it a pan- pandemic right now. Um, just they're trying to collect money where they can, so... Well, and you got to think, too, because of the pandemic, they lost a lot of their big-time players. Right. You know, you had Cole Cabana, you had Zicky Dice, you had Ricky Starks, you know, all these Absolute guys. Absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah. That's right. So you had all these guys that have gone on elsewhere. Yeah. Um, that are, you know, going to be big stars, so... It stinks, but at the same time, I see where they're coming from, so... Yeah. Um, but speaking of Nick Aldis, real quick, that thing I sent you about the title reigns? Yeah. What did you think about that? That was interesting. Roman Reigns is the last person on the list. Yeah, but he's still at 284 days, which is pretty good. Yeah. Especially for uh, WWE. Oh, well, Nick Aldis is going on like 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, what he's exaggerating at? on the ten years. He's folks. like nine hundred and thirty some odd days. Yeah. Uh, Alexander, uh, now I can't talk. Alexander Hammerstone is at like six hundred and seventy days with that never open weight in MLW. Yeah. Uh, Batu's up there at six hundred plus days. Um. Who else was on there? There was somebody else on there. Oh. Um, the women's champ from NXT UK, she just lost, and she was at like 630 days. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's been a lot of chance. I know the pandemic kind of added on probably a lot more than yeah it normally would, but there's a lot of champs out there that are definitely over a year and a half. So there's a lot of 
it's going to add a lot of weight when they do finally lose that. Yeah, I mean, when is Nick Aldis going to lose? That's He's going to lose to Kenny Omega in uh, three months. He has to. Either that or... Did you talk to your dad? Yeah, I did. He didn't say... He wouldn't give me any answers. He wouldn't give you any answers? No, he said... Did you talk to him about um, arm wrestling? No, I didn't. Um, I forgot. I was, you forgot? I was trying yeah. to... First, I was trying to get him hooked on the podcast, and then after I accomplished that, I asked him about giving me the inside scoop to Sasha Banks and, and uh, the Kenny Omega story, and uh, he said, you're just going to have to wait. you got to be like a spider on the web and wait for that bug to hit it. Okay. So... Well, you know, I'm still thinking that your dad had a connection with uh, uh, Ravishing Rick Rude back in the day, being arm wrestling world champion. You know, they probably traveled the road together. They probably drank beers together. They probably shared it out of the same bottle. Probably. They probably shared the same car. Maybe not. I don't know. They probably didn't share the same bed. I hope not. Yeah, no, they <laughs> didn't share the same bed, no. Right. And they probably didn't even drink out of the same whiskey bottle because... My dad wouldn't do that. He didn't want to share germs. Okay. Well, I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah, well. So. And alcohol kills germs, right? That's what they say. But I didn't think Rick Rude was like that, right? I think that was all just a gimmick. He was actually like a real big, like. Um, he was a big family man, yeah. Family guy, and he yeah. you know, went to church and stuff like that, so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was before he settled down. His arm wrestling days. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. So, uh... The, the arm wrestling days happened before pro wrestling, so... Yeah. When he was bouncing at Grandma B's, the infamous mm. Grandma B's, mm. up in, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Gotta love Minnesota. I love Minnesota. It's too cold up there. It's too cold, but I love Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of Robbinsdale. Yeah. You know, maybe we should just move up to Robbinsdale just for like maybe three months or something like three that. Three months. I yeah. was thinking we could move to uh, Iowa. What would we do in Iowa? Train under Seth Rollins. Oh, we don't want to train underneath Seth Rollins. I think we need to train underneath like Booker okay. T. So we got to move down to Houston? Yeah, I would say Lance Storm because he's up in Canada, but he's down working for NXT, so. That's not happening. Boo. Yeah. And he trained, like, Tennille and, like, all those people. So, Well, I guess we could go uh, train with Mr. Kennedy. We could. He's in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Davari. Let me think about it. All right. Well, I mean, if anything, we always have our hometown, Brew City Wrestling, with none other than Frankie the Thumper DeFalco. That's right. So. All right. Spe- speaking of uh, uh, Frankie the Thumper DeFalco and the BCW product is uh, on OVW this week. Yeah, that's right. Um, they had a couple of Wisconsin's very own talents on OVW. Mm-hmm. Um, they had none other than Joey the Jet Avalon opening up the card for yeah. the night. And uh, that was kind of exciting to see the jet. Did you watch it? I did. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, he probably had one of the better matches, I think. Yeah, okay. So, 
Yeah, I um I follow him on Twitter, so he had a few highlights on there, a few moves here and there, and I thought yeah. it was decent from what I saw. But um, I saw like probably maybe half of Sierra's match. Okay. Um, it wasn't that great. Um, a lot of the moves that she was throwing were kind of like, um. I'm going to say weak. Okay. Not really um, laid in there very well. Yeah. So it's kind of like me, like, pushing two fingers at you or saying, like, hey, buddy. Maybe she was nervous. It could have been. Could have been. Um, I don't know if she's ever been on, like, a televised program before. Yeah. Because uh, we'll call Fight as a televised program, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Streaming. Yeah. Streaming. Yeah. I mean, that's the... The new, the new thing, you know. I right. mean, streaming's not new, but for wrestling, I'd say it's it's how people get their wrestling now. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, they also had uh, Coda Jacobs. I don't know who that is. Which you don't know who that is. Um, I was introduced him to him uh, the last time that I went to a show. Okay. Um, he's like a mayor kind of gimmick. A who? Like a mayor. A mayor. Yeah. Okay. Like he's like vote for Cody. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Something like that. So, um, he got his butt whooped. At first, I thought you said mare, like a horse. I was like, what? Oh. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're all good. But yeah. So, um, his match was basically like a squash almost. So, um, uh, he did okay. Um, and then uh. They had uh, our very own Cal Hero, um, the Fanny Pack Kid, as he's called. Um, he's uh, from, I think, I don't know if he lives in Cedarburg or something like that. Oh, okay. But uh, his dad runs Great Lake Championship Wrestling. So. Oh, okay. So he kind of like grew up with Al Snow. Oh, and nice. And kind of fell underneath his wing. So that's why he's down in OVW. Okay. Learning from Al Snow. So did all the Wisconsin guys lose and girl um i'm going to say yes but i don't know about cal hero okay so yeah hmm. well that's good for them i'm proud of them like they're kind of i'd say like ovw's the next step up yeah yeah it's a good stepping ground yeah um get some uh exposure yeah especially being on fight i'm sure a lot of like talent scout-esque people probably watch that stuff yeah which um sierra is really young i mean she's the same age as my daughter she's 21 so she's got a lot of growing up to do so she's got a lot of time to uh hone her skills and develop her craft and yeah everything like that so um definitely a big prospect um wouldn't be surprised if uh she uh, got into more of a uh, like an AW kind of scene, maybe NWA kind of scene pretty soon here. Yeah, in the next few years. Yeah, maybe she'll show up at um, AEW Dark when they come to Milwaukee. Yeah, maybe because I think they try to do that. I think they try to get some local guys. Yeah, so that might be a big possibility. That'd be cool. Um, WWE is also coming into town on the. Uh, 25th of uh, July, so 
that might be a possibility for her to be in a dark match or two on uh, WWE. Yeah, maybe. So. Hmm, interesting. Were they coming to the Pfizer? Yes. Yes, right. indeed. Sweet. Um, what else do I have? Oh, um, you know, there was uh, that wrestler Sky Blue. I know that we talked about that. Yeah, she's in Florida, though. Is she Florida? Yeah, I think so. I think okay. she's in Florida. Okay, but yeah, uh, she was a local uh, indie talent up here. Um, the couple times that uh, I went to shows and whatnot. Yeah. And she's also been running dark every once in a while, so AW yeah. Dark. So, no, she's from uh, Chicago. Oh, is she? Okay, yeah, she's okay. Chicago. Well, I guess it's so kind of close. Yeah, she's still a, f- a fib, but whatever. Right. Damn exactly. Fib. Damn fibs. Yep. But um, fibs. yeah. So we can switch gears. Let's hit Impact because we know AEW is going to be a long one. Yeah. Sounds good to me. We'll do Impact, and then do you want to do a couple more independents, and then we'll we'll hit AEW? Sure. Okay. Sure. So, um, Impact, Impact. Uh, have you watched any Impact uh, in the last uh, week or two? I know we podcast the Monday after Double or Nothing, but... You know what? No, I haven't really, um, to be honest with you, I haven't really watched too much wrestling. Um, with uh, last weekend's... Events and stuff like that, I kind of, like, step back from watching wrestling and all that stuff. Did we trade roles for our tag team? We might have. Now you're not watching wrestling and I watched a bunch? I think so. Hmm. Um, It was just the the turn events and then uh, just trying to get caught up on sleep and taking care of kids. Yeah, makes sense. So, let's see. Um... Big thing, uh, uh, Moose is challenging Kenny Omega, or it was last night, actually, the pay-per-view against all odds. Okay. It was uh, Saturday. Today's the 14th, right? No. No, today isn't the 14th. 13th. 13th. Today's the 13th. By the way, uh, my birthday's on Wednesday, so you guys can send gifts my way. Yeah, four one four Beer City Street. Um, yeah, email us for the actual address. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was last night, the twelfth of June. Moose challenged Kenny Omega. Okay. Um, I haven't looked up the results, so I don't know what they are. But if I had to guess, I'd say that Moose lost. But I don't know if you've seen Moose lately. He's jacked. He's lost tons of weight. He's not, you know, like before he's a little chubbier, heavier set. He's ripped, like he's like Bobby Lashley ripped. He's like shredded, yeah. Interesting. So two Bobby Lashleys in the same house. Well, not the same house, but yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> so yeah, I would imagine that he lost um, because then it was announced that Sammy Callahan was going to wrestle Kenny Omega or. Whoever won the title at uh, Slammiversary, which is coming up in July. Um, hmm. So I thought that was interesting. So what do you think about Sammy Callahan in challenging for the title? Um, I mean, it only makes sense because, in my opinion, with Impact, they don't have a lot of like 
what I would say big time players players to challenge yeah. for that like top title. Sure. Because um, right now Josh Alexander is the X division champ, and I watched a little clip of him. He told Scott Demore, who's basically running T- um, Impact right now. Which, uh, keeping on that subject just for one second, is that uh, um, Don Callis actually stepped down from Impact? Yeah. I was, so just throwing that in there for you folks. Yeah, so Scott Demore's taking over full reign. Um, and so Josh Alexander told Scott Demore that since Kenny Omega's Impact champ and he's ex-division champ, that he's the guy in Impact until that title comes back. So he... So like basically telling him everything runs through me kind of thing. I want to be a cha- like a fighting champion, blah, 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 blah. Um, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I like Josh Alexander. I think he's a stud. Um, I think he needs a l- some more eyes for everybody to see how good he is. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, going back to what I was saying, last night they had a five-way match to figure out who the number one contender is for the X Division title. Okay. And it was like Petey Williams. Your uh, boy. Uh, my boy, yeah. Uh, Chris Bay. I don't know if you know who that is. Name sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ace Austin. And there was two other two other guys I can't think of off the top of my head. They'll probably come to me later. But, like, with those guys, they're smaller, stature guys. Yeah. So... It makes sense for Sammy Callahan to be the next guy against Kenny Omega. I think he'll give him a pretty good match. I think it'd be exciting. So I don't know who else Impact would really have. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest with you folks, I'm not really a Sammy Callahan fan at all. He's hit or miss for me. Um, He just looks like a big jar of mayonnaise or something like that. <laughs> that, like, got... Turned upside down and like spread all over the floor. He's an interesting guy. Um, I think I've seen some older matches he's had. Um, I saw a match from like 2011 of like it was like a fatal four way between like him, Kenny Omega, this guy from Croatia, and then, um, my boy, the Bad Apple. Yeah. Um, Matt McIntosh. Yeah, they had a fatal four-way, and Sammy Callahan was a lot younger and obviously wasn't as heavy set as he is now. Yeah. And he did a pretty good match. I think he's technically sound, but the past, I'd say, five, six years, he's done a lot of, like, more hardcore matches, so I think he's pretty beat up. Yeah, I mean... He does have a lot of uh, uh, of uh, athleticism to him, but yeah, he just looks like a overweight John Moxley. Oh, I see what you're saying. In my opinion, yeah. So overweight John Moxley hardcore edition, Man. like strictly hardcore edition. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It, that's the thing. Is like impacts losing or is running out of potential people. I mean, I think Josh Alexander could definitely challenge, but he's X-Division champ. I think Chris Bay could definitely challenge. 
Um, but I don't know. We'll see how long Kenny Omega runs with the title, I guess. Yeah. So Only time will tell with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be an interesting ending to the uh, Kenny Omega story when it actually starts to unfold. So yeah, where they actually take it from there, right? So the only other thing I have for Impact is last night Tanil faced off against um, Jordan Grace. Okay. Um, so I hope they kept the title on Tanil because I think she's oh she's the champ or Jordan Grace? No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Duh. Not Tanil. Um. Ah, shoot. What's that girl's name? Um. Jordan Grace isn't champ. She was challenging. Okay. But Tennille's not champ. She just challenged. Uh, this girl's name is... Um... Dang it. I can't think what her name is. I'm not sure either. I haven't really watched Impact in a while um, since they switched dates on me. Yeah, now or I... Or f- days. Now I feel... Um, dumb. Out of place? Yeah, that I totally messed that up. Um, hang on with me. Real quick. Oh, by the way, now that I'm looking it up, yeah, Kenny Omega beat Moose. So Kenny Omega is still champ. And uh, last night they wrestled at Daly's place. Against all odds was at Daly's place. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. I don't think they had a crowd, though. I'm kind of seeing some highlights from the Kenny Omega Moose match, and it looks like it's just some wrestlers in the crowd. So, do they use AW's ring? Um, the apron put... is just black. I wonder if they used uh, AW's ring then. I don't know. I wonder if they actually keep that ring set up. At I would. Place. I would say they do. I don't think they're doing too much um, events and whatnot. Out but. There. Um, I found her name. Um, now I feel dumb that I couldn't remember that. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Oh, Perrazzo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, She's pretty solid. Yeah, so. she's the champ, right? Yep, she yeah. she beat Jordan Grace last night, so. Right. Um, who was I thinking of? Um, yeah, I think uh, Britt Baker wanted to challenge uh, Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. I think yeah. there was uh, some kind of thing. But we can transition to that in yeah. uh, a few minutes here or something like that. Um, so, yeah. If you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, the only, like, really independent thing that I was going to say is that um, I was going to talk a little bit of ROH. Um, I know I haven't seen a lot, but I get to some glimpses here and there off Twitter and stuff. Sure. Um, it seems that um, I think ROH is going to try to hit the road here soon, like everybody else. Okay. So, That'll be exciting. So that's exciting. Um, but um, it seems that I don't think they're going to jump in on the Forbidden Door thing like we had hoped and like a lot of the other promotions are. Um, I don't know why. Um, at, at least it seems that way. I could be wrong. You know... Speaking of the open door and the situation that's going on now, which I wonder if they're thinking that it might be like an income issue between two companies doing one pay-per-view and splitting up financial costs 
and then gaining that profit and splitting it up different ways. I wonder if that might be keeping them from uh, opening up the doors. You know, you you could be right. The things that I've kind of read is it seems like that whoever's kind of in charge of ROH as a whole doesn't like to see their wrestlers lose to other wrestlers, like from other companies. Which, you know, I could, I could get that, especially if they're building up somebody to be like uh, an immovable object or something like that, kind of like a... Uh, Lance Archer or something like that. When he came in, they built him up to being some like mad brick house that's yeah. unbeatable. You know. Yeah, and I I get that, but at the same time, like as long as you do it the right way, like you have a screwy finish or you have them lose to some kind of interference. Yeah, or interference yeah. or double count out or something silly where they yeah they lose but they don't actually lose kind of thing. Right. Um. You know, I I don't see a problem with that. I know lately, um, I don't know if you know who Tony Deppin is, but he's pretty hot on the indies and has been even last year with the pandemic and stuff. Apparently, he's their television champ. He beat Dragon Lee, which is Roosh's brother. Okay. Um, and he, I think he's been kind of making some people mad. He's been taking that television title to all these other, like, small bookings he has, and he just shows up. With the title. Um, and he puts on a good show, but I don't know if ROH wants him wearing well, that I elsewhere. Mean, I, I got my picture taken with the ROH world title. Okay. When uh, Tommaso Ciampa was in ROH before he transferred to WWE, him and Silas were there. Yeah, but did he wear it to the ring, though? Um, I think he did. I mean, he had it on him. Oh, okay, well... Maybe I'm wrong then, but it just seemed that... <clears throat> it's kind of promoting the, pr- the yeah. promotion. Of well, a lot of people were just like saying a lot about it. So to me, it just seemed like that that wasn't a common thing that they did. But yeah. maybe I'm crazy. You know, in a way, I kind of wish I could have that belt. Yeah? Yeah, the ori- well, not the original, but like the belt that Tommaso Ciampa had. That'd be cool. Yeah. That six-man tag world championship design. The classic, yeah. I'm all about the classic belts. Yeah, that'd forget, be cool. Forget the, the the titles nowadays. I mean, the AW title is nice. I mean, the TNT title, I, I don't know. I mean, I could actually see, like, it being around my waist and, like, saying, hey, come get me, mofos. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I just thought some of those things were interesting, so... I guess sure. we'll just have to see uh, going forward what uh, transpires with uh, ROH. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess we'll uh, segue to AEW. That's where most of our stuff's going to come from. Yeah, you know what? We might as well take a short commercial break. Um, yeah, finish off that pile driver pizza. Pile driver pizza with the Louisiana hot sauce, the original. Woo woo. <laughs> Raise the roof. Little baby's raising the roof in her crib right now. She's like, yay, daddy. She's got the hot sauce. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back. All right. Welcome back, guys. Back from our commercial break. Um, supported by 
the original Louisiana's The Perfect Hot Sauce. Um, and Pile Driver Pizza. And Pile Driver Pizza. And that great tasting Milwaukee Watcher. That's right. Straight from the tap. <laughs> Straight from the tap with the Brita filter. Um, so, um, catching up here. Uh, we forgot to mention that Braun Strowman got released from WWE. So, that's going to be a big name player, I think, uh, going into the mix when it comes to big men uh, being in other systems than WWE. So Yeah, I'd like to see him go to the NWA. I think he'd fit pretty well there. You know, I think so too, to be honest with you. Um, I think he could build a big name for himself and not get lost in the mix in AEW, I think. I think AEW's got a lot going on, kind of like WWE almost. Yeah, they're pretty, way. pretty busy, pretty backlogged, yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of like up and coming talent that they're trying to showcase, and they're trying to bring guys. They're trying to utilize top talent that's already established to bring in the viewers and like establish the name as well. So yeah, and then still get those young guys time right. and stuff like that. Yeah, I think they're doing things the right way. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him go to NWA and then you know, be dominant there. I think he'd be a really good somebody who's already got a name for himself. I mean, he obviously would change his name, but people will recognize who he is. He'll be a good challenger for Nick Aldis and make him a stronger champ and stuff. Yeah. I wonder if he'll take over for a second. You know, possible. I'd be okay if he did, like, for a little bit to break up that long reign. But at the same time, I really want to see Nick Aldis carry that title, and if he gets to a thousand days, I'm okay with him losing to Kenny Omega after that. Or even if Nick Aldis ends Kenny Omega's like reign, yeah, because Nick Aldis ultimately has to challenge Kenny Omega for the title because Nick Aldis is the world's champion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, figuratively. The belt speaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. And how wrestling started. And, and how where wrestling, and yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know we've been talking about it for months and months now. Um, I think now that everybody's hitting the road, like we said before the break, um, I think only time will tell. Uh, people are going to hit the road. And, um I mean, like we said, WWE's coming to Milwaukee in July, and AEW's coming at the end of August. Uh, plus, by then, AEW will have been on the road for a solid month by then, too. I think they're starting to hit the road early July, I think. I think so. Um, plus, a lot of those um, a lot of those guys that are released from the WWE will uh, have ended their 90-day clause, and they'll be... No or no, <clears throat> ninety day no complete clause that is. Um, so, yeah, um, I think things are looking up for wrestling, and it's gonna come out of the pandemic pretty strong. Yeah, um, I'd like to see. I know, I know, I've said this, and I probably sound like a broken record, but I'd like to see Kenny Omega grab a, a, at least another title or two um, before um, challenge Nick challenging Nick Aldis yeah or Nick Aldis challenging him or whatever 
It's just I don't know what titles he's going to take next. Um, I know I've thrown out AAW or, um, um, shoot, um, gosh dang it, you know, New Japan or even MLW. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see, so. But speaking of New Japan real quick, uh, they got a new champ, they crowned their new champ. Yeah. Uh, Shingo Tahagi. Whoever that is. I think he's a little bit older and he's kind of been in the system for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, and then I saw a tweet that looked like that Jay White might be over in the States. He might be mm-hmm. in New Japan Strong, which is out, they film out in L.A., so. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't know how true that was or if I misread the tweet or whatnot, but. Can you do the Switchblade Switchblade Jay White off of uh, the the announcer? Yeah. Switchblade Jay White. Yeah, you're better at it than I am. But, um, and then speaking of California while we're out in the region, uh, PWG's coming back. First show is uh, August 1st. Oh. Interesting. So, and I saw a tweet. I don't know how true it is. It may just be kind of one of those things that grab people's attention, but it said Brian Danielson versus Super Dragon. I don't know what kind of shape Super Dragon's in, but or if Brian da- uh, Brian Danielson's gonna be up to wrestle, but I think that'd be good for him, like a last like hurrah, like jumping around a couple of shows, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, like a farewell tour kind of thing, uh, and then he could go. Be a backstage guy somewhere. So, because I think he's kind of ready to be done. Yeah, you know, I was kind of shocked when he came back. Um, I thought, like, maybe he just kind of, like, retired and was just like, okay, well, I'm going to think about my future and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, Bree got pregnant and then he came back. Or whatever, however that transpired. Yeah, but, maybe yeah. he just wanted to kind of secure some financials or whatever. I mean, yeah. I know the Bellas do really well. I mean, they got that show, and they have a clothing line, right? Yeah, they got a clothing line, a winery, and the whole nine yards. Yeah, so, I don't know, maybe he was bored sitting at home. I mean, I would be bored sitting at home, Yeah, too, so, I mean, if if he does come back, awesome. If he doesn't, I'm not going to be upset with the guy, but... Be nice to see him go one more like hoorah on the independence where he kind of started. So yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, but uh, let's jump into the AEW. All right, let's let's uh, let's do it. Uh, start us off, Matty Ice. Um, well, um, one big announcement that uh, AEW had, um, and it's been a while now since. Uh, uh, it came out, but uh, they're going to try to do a six-man tag team championship. So relive the uh, six-man tag championships again. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, the six-man tag is, uh, has been around uh, on and off for a while. Um, I think it was popular probably back in like the mid-'90s, I think. Yeah, and then ROH made it popular again. You know, yeah. quick one-off. And then I'll let you get back. Sorry to cut you off. 
Don't you think the six-man tag is a really strange name for it? It is, because, I mean, it's three-man. Yeah, it's teams of three. Teams of three. And your tag team is still just tag team. Right. So why wouldn't they just be... Do you have six belts? Yeah, like three-man tag belts. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, it is an interesting fact. Maybe we can talk to TK and... uh, Work something out yeah. that makes it a little more... Uh, yeah, do like trios champs. Yeah. I like that better. Cause it, well, what's menage a trois? Is that something else? I don't know. I'm not French. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Trace. Just call it Trace. Trace take team. <laughs> champs, no? <laughs> sure. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I could definitely see like the first triple tag team being like Marco Stunt. Yeah, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy being the inaugural uh, three man tag, or unless they go with uh, Penta, Pack, and Phoenix. Pack and Phoenix. Well, Phoenix is hurt right now. Right. So, so he's out. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's interesting. Do you think they'll do like they'll just have a it seems like AEW is kinda down with the tournament style stuff. You think they'll have like a tournament? They might, yeah. Um You know what unless they go with this, they go with the pinnacle. They go with Sean Spears. And F D R. And F T R. Maybe. I mean, that's possible. They could do that. Um, I don't see why not. And then Wardlow gets thrown out of the pinnacle. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's only to come. I think he's going to be gone eventually. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Maybe they like him being in there. I don't know. Yeah, I. you know... I understand the five people group, but like the four people in the group just, especially with Tully, like it just makes more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Wardlow is just in there for this kind of rivalry with the inner circle for right now. Yeah. Because that's going to end eventually. Because, I mean, off of uh, this week's episode, it seems like that they're going to do a lot of one on one challenges now. Kind of like what I was kind of telling you did what, you watch it yeah i did okay so what what did you think of them destroying mjf's <laughs> limo uh i thought it was cool um uh i like when they do stuff outside of the arena i've always kind of liked that it adds like a more real life element like sure why would you not mess up the rich guy's car you know right like the same with when john moxley stole jericho's yeah car uh or stone cold filled up yeah, Vincent Mann's um, car with concrete. With, with yeah. concrete, that or... was done in Milwaukee too. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's it was cool. Done at the Bradley Center. Oh, that's cool. The no longer existing Bradley Center. R.I.P. So sad. Hey, well, they still haven't done anything with what it, what was there. So that's true. We could go put a cross up for Vince McMahon's car. That's a great idea. All right. Well, yeah, we'll let everybody know. We'll get that accomplished. But, uh, yeah, anyways, but, yeah, I like that. That was cool. Um, 
and it was cool how they kind of all rolled that rolled out on the on the forklift. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the inner circle is baby faces now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, like, it's a nice transition. Nice transition, but I mean, the only problem is, is they got inner circle became. Sorry about that. Uh, my wife called, and it messes up the recording. So if we repeat ourselves, we're sorry. Blame her. It's her fault. But, and she owes us a beer. Yeah, and she owes us a beer, and oh, you, and, and our number and, one fan, Ed. Bassmaster right. Ed. Yeah. Ed. So so what were you saying? With the uh, inner circle being baby faces? Yeah, the inner circle being baby faces. Um it's it's kinda strange with the inner circle being baby faces and then being or originally being like a heel faction almost. Um, but not being a heel faction kind of, because like everybody was singing Jericho's theme music. Right. Um, but then, uh, it comes down to, like, the, uh, the Dark Order being baby faces as well, too. After Brody Lee dies. Yeah, they kind of switched, and the way I look at it right now, at least with the Inner Circle, the Dark Order is a, a little bit different of a transition kind of thing, because they're kind of wrestling for Brody Lee kind of thing. So I guess that kind of makes them baby faces because they're wrestling for a cause now. Yep. But the way I see the inner circle right now is more of like um, they're baby faces because the pinnacle are such big heels. Yeah. So like they could go back to being heels afterwards. Yeah, they, they definitely could, yeah. You know, they're just less bad guys than... The bad guys. Yeah. But even though Jericho was a bad guy before and people were still singing his well, I mean, music, you know. It's Jericho. Then you got though, Sam, so. Sammy Guevara going, blah, 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 That's always funny. Him and uh, Ty Conte actually sang that on karaoke. Oh, nice. I, I like me some Ty Conte. Was John there for her birthday? Our buddy John. Ty Conte's? Yeah. Her birthday was uh, earlier this week. <sighs> I don't know. I was. Maybe it's... Oh, well, thanks for the invite. What the hell? Oh, sorry. I didn't know that you wanted to be invited to uh, Ty Conte's birthday. It's fine. I'll just... I mean, I'll save you for Britt Baker because I got the in with their... It's fine. I'll it's just fine. make sure that I invite her for your birthday. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> All right. You owe me now. Uh, I'm sorry. No. Sorry. We're cool. Uh, yeah. Speaking of John, uh, I'm sure he's, like, waiting for Anna Jade to come back because I'm sure he's missing her. Yeah, I... I Now that Britt Baker's champ, um, obviously right now, you watch the... Obviously you watch the episode. Um, they're building up... Um, Nyla Rose. I'm I don't know about you, but I'm tired of seeing them build up Nyla Rose just for the champion to beat her. She's lost it. Well, I mean, was she champ? Was she champ for a little bit? Yeah. She was a this inaugural she, champ, I think. No, Rio was, I thought. Oh man, somebody's at my door. 
I think it's little kids from next door. Uh, let me skip off here for a second and tell all, all right. the neighbor kids that my daughters are not home and that they need to go away. So give me one second. All right, Axman, take it away. I'll hold the fort down. But as I was saying, yeah, I um, I get a little agitated. Them keep building up Nyla Rose. Um, I think she's an important member of that AEW women's division, but at the same time, I feel like they build her up, and then she loses, and then the next person's champ, and they build her up again, and then she loses, and I understand she's uh, a strong member of the women's division, and she's always going to be that, like, immovable object because of her size and ability to throw a lot of those women around but i'd like to see them go a different direction um i'd like to see them maybe let's build up ty conte and throw her in there um i'd like to see them bring in some other women from other promotions to wrestle against Britt baker I think the options are limited. I know they've started to do that. I'd like to see Serena Deeb fight um, Britt Baker. But, yeah, stop using Nyla Rose. Uh, let's give some of these other women a chance. And now that Maddie's I- Maddie Ice is back, I can say my main point is I think they're Anna Jay is close to coming back, and I think she's going to challenge Britt Baker like when she comes back. For that women's title. I think that'll be like a great way to segue her back in. But as I was telling the the listeners, Nyla Rose is one of those formidable women in that AEW women's division. They're going to always build her up, and I'm tired of seeing her get built up and then just lose. That's dumb. Yeah, which is kind of weird because, I mean, she technically is a man. I don't think anymore. Or not anymore. I don't think anymore. I get what you're saying, but there was a UFC mixed martial art girl who used to be a dude, and she fights in the women's thing. Hmm. I think it's just one of those things with with a lot of people transitioning and stuff. It's one of those things, I guess. I don't understand it, and if that's what people want to do, whatever. It doesn't affect me. You know what I mean? It doesn't affect me anyway. So yeah. if that's if you feel that way, I'm all for it. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, we're not judging anybody. But yeah, no, but... It's just, I mean, everybody knows that Nyla Rose was a man. And, like, she, he's, she, he, whatever, is going up against men, or woman... And she is X amount bigger, so like it should be like kind of like a no contest kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's kind of like uh, Nia Jax going up against like my uh, I don't know what we want to call her, my wannabe lover, <laughs> wannabe girlfriend. Um, Alexa Bliss, like, there's no way that Nijax would actually lose to, to any one of those girls, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but maybe that's, like, part of the point, is that 
she's a hundred plus more pounds than Britt Baker or Hikaru Shida or Riho or whatever. And then when they beat them, oh, they look that much stronger kind of thing. Yeah. It's like a way to build up your champ. And that sucks for Nyla Rose going forward because she's always going to be that character in the women's division. But, you know, I'd like to see Ty Conte wrestle Britt Baker. I'd like to see um, Hikaru Shida come back and wrestle uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker have already had tons of great matches. I think they'd have another one. Serena Deeb would be a good one. I'd like to see her wrestle Camille and Deanna Perrazzo, Tennille Dashwood. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on. I think Britt Baker's going to have tons of classic matches, and I'd like to see her hold the title for at least a year before losing it because she's already behind of when she was hot last time and then she broke her leg. So now she's got to gain all that time back from... Her not being able to hold the title, and I think the options are endless. Yeah. So, yeah. Totally agreed there. But, yeah, I just, I just think that, uh, like, even with the men uh, being, like, a Braun Strowman or something like that, the guy's flipping over, like, bosses, and then all of a sudden he loses on SmackDown to, like, Rey Mysterio. I mean, come right. on. Yeah. You're having him flip over bosses, and then he loses to Rey Mysterio, right? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, you build them, you build people up to be monsters, and then you just destroy them like that. I mean, which AEW's been like pretty decent with the way that their storylines have come about. Um, but I mean, if you're gonna have a build up like that and seeing somebody being an unstoppable force. You need to do it right. You need to have, like, a disqualification to where, like, they go off the deep end and hit somebody with a chair, or maybe they uh, their opponent hits them with the chair. Well, kind of like what they did with Goldberg. Yeah. WCW built Goldberg up to be this guy who nobody could even get close to beating, and he was having, like, five-minute matches because he's just beating the crap out of everybody. And then the way he lost is Scott Hall had to shock the piss out of him, and then... He right. was down, and Kevin Nash beat him. Right. I think that was a good way for him to lose. He lost, like I, like we were saying earlier, he lost, but he didn't really lose. Right. He Outside interference made him lose. And yep. if it wasn't for that, he would have won. Yep. You know, uh, go back with the monster thing, they're building Lance Archer up like that again. Yeah. When he first came into AEW, they built him up, and then Cody beat him, and then now they're building him way up again. I'm not a big Lance Archer fan. I think he's talented for a big guy. Fine, whatever. But I know a lot of people are talking about it. Our boy, Zicky Dice, got whipped up by Lance Archer. But I'm going to count that loss as a bullcrap loss because you saw he threw him right out of the tunnel. Yep. So you could say, well, he jumped him from behind. So Zicky Dice, yeah, he lost. But he didn't really lose, and it doesn't destroy his character because he got beat up coming out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So that's like a cheap shot. Thing. You know, that's the way I see it. Right. So, yeah, they're still building Lance Archer, but they're not hurting Zicky Dice's character. Yeah. And I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's got, it, it just has to make sense in the long run. That's, uh, that's what it comes down to is just making sense in the long run and not, like, building something up just to destroy it, like uh, Braun Strowman winning the tag team championship belts. 
with, with a twelve like year old. A twelve year old. Which is fine, I get why they did it, but Right. Still. <clears throat> I get like, what I get what you mean. Yeah. And then having him lose it the next it's night like, or whatever. Um David Arquette winning the WCW World Heavyweight title. Yeah. Which he was actually world champion. <laughs> yeah, see that Whatever. Which David Arquette's put the time and effort into being a wrestler nowadays. So like, yeah, he does some wrestling stuff. Yeah, yeah. but at the time, but he's like, no, he's no uh, bunny or whatever. Oh jeez, Energizer Bunny or whatever his name is. What a bad bunny. Yeah, bad bunny. Doing Canadian destroyers. You know that was all John Morrison. Yeah, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that one. So uh, what else you got for AEW? Um, AEW, let's see here. Let me go back in my notes quick and see what we got. Um, we all we talked about Britt Baker possibly wanting to face off against uh, Deanna Prazo in a championship championship match. That would be interesting. Yeah, what would you... <clears throat> so... That would be kind of farther down the road, right? You don't think they do that right off the bat? Because I don't think Impact wants to give away all their belts. Yeah, you know what? I think it would be like a give-and-take situation. Like, okay, get, Yeah, Kenny Omega loses his deal, and then... I, I would say, like, if Burt Baker were challenged Deanna Prazo for the title, I think Deanna Prazo would probably take the AEW title. Okay. I think it would be a give-and-take like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you got our... Our men's world title, we're going to take your women's world title, and we're going to run with it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And, I mean, Deanna Peraza was on fire right now, so I honestly don't have a problem with after, like, a few. Even though I just said I'd like to see Britt Baker carry that title for a year. Yeah. Um. You know, um. If they did a title versus title in like three months from now, and she lost, if she lost to Deanna Perrazzo, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I don't think I would be upset um, either because uh, Britt Baker is young, and she's still going to be on fire regardless. I think um, so. Like, I think it wouldn't really hurt her value too much. In her wrestling aspect, so yeah, for sure. Um, but um, other big things is that uh, well, Mark Henry, he's part of the AEW now. That's right. Yeah, I think um, I, I think we talked about that last episode because it was after Double or Nothing. Oh yeah, I think so. So that's uh, that's kind of shocking. Um, you heard from uh, Mark Henry on the. Uh, Two previous uh, Dynamites ago. Yep. As we're recording this on Sunday, uh, June 13th. Um, so that's interesting. And uh, Nick Camarado and Dustin Rhodes had a, a pretty good uh, bull rope match on that uh, episode of Dark. Yeah, um, that wasn't a bad match. Nick Camarado, I think... Uh, I think he's a good big man. I think... Uh, he just needs to get more exposure and the right exposure. And I think he could be like a new kind of like Hercules kind of thing. Like Hercules Hernandez? 
that you're talking about? Uh, like Hercules, as in old school WWE, WWF Hercules. You have no yeah, idea. No, I don't know. It's like three sheets over your head. Um, uh, Hercules was uh like a a character. I think in the late '80s. I think he was a big guy, kind of like Nick Camarado, has the same look and stuff like that. So okay. Um. So yeah, that's he kind of reminds me of that. Okay. So obviously, um. AW put out, uh, would you like to see a champion versus championship winner take all against uh, Serena Deeb when she was the NWA Women's Champion against uh, Burt Baker? Well, too late for that. Thanks, AEW. You got my hopes up. Right. Um, that really got me excited, and then Serena Deeb lost. So, But maybe that's a strong possibility with Camille. Um, but <sighs> with Camille... Being in the mix, I mean, Camille comes off as, like, a beast kind of force. And I think it would be kind of hard for Brick Baker to overcome. It just in the, in the, in the aspects of that, you know what I mean? So. Right. Um, so, yeah. But that would be cool to see, like, more champion versus championship matches with uh, the the promotions being intertwined together. Um, so that's what it all comes down to. Um, let's see here. Thank all of our listeners for uh, all the recent plays. We're already up to over 600 total plays. So we've gained like 50 plays since our last uh, kind of... Go around. Yeah, we've been tearing it up. Been tearing it up for you folks. Keeping it on uh, on a good level, I think. Um, we're trying to keep it uh, keep it interesting and um, I don't know. I don't know what other words I'm trying to come up with here. Fresh. Fresh. Um, yeah, we don't want to sound like a broken record every week. Yeah, we don't want to like give you guys like the breakdown of like who wrestled who and whatnot. I mean we want to try to add some some of that into it obviously just kinda of give you like um updates and from here and there if uh you're not up on the product. At least we're not talking WWE yeah all the time. Um but uh I think the only thing else that I have off my notes would be um Brody Lee Junior. Um, his mommy kept him off dynamite, I think, or, um, Cody Rhodes or something like that. Cause, uh, Cody Rhodes kind of stepped up as like a father figure, I think. Yeah. In a way. Um, as far as it's coming off of, uh, some of the, uh, video vlogs that I've seen. Um, I know that, uh, he spends a lot of time with those guys and whatnot and does a lot of like dark, so he's not... Excuse me. So he's not going to bed until like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and that kid's just wired up to the gills. So I kind of feel bad for those guys when those guys want to like wind down for the night. That kid's like jumping off the walls, doing backflips and whatnot. But, yeah, school's got to come first for all the 
kid listeners out there. Yeah. School's important. You got to get an education. You got to. That's right. You got to educate yourself before you can educate the world. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't have anything else. Oh, real quick. What do you think of the, uh, the title match last week, uh, with, um, Eva Luno challenging Miro? What do you think about that? You know what? I think I missed that. I think I fell asleep or something like that. But okay. I mean, it was a pretty good match. Uh, Evil Uno had a pretty good showing. It was nice to see the Dark Order guys come out and kind of cheer him on. Um, I mean, I kind of knew coming out of the gate that Miro was going to win. I think he's going to go on a pretty good roll. But I realized how important that title is to the group as the Dark Order. Um, so... I'd like to see when, I mean, re- lately, uh, Preston Vance has been featured pretty heavily. Yep. Um, but I'd like to see once AEW hits the road and then they get this second show going, um, I'd like to see some of those Dark Order guys kind of get featured a little bit more. I mean, like, Alan Angels doesn't get featured a lot. I know Anna Jay's hurt, but then, like, Stu Grayson hasn't wrestled in a while. I don't know if he's injured or what's going on. Um, Johnny Hungy, yeah, well, he's, I mean, uh, he's he, still hurt. He's gonna come back here shortly, back. I think. Yeah, so it'd be nice to see him and Alex Reynolds get back at it. Um, of course, I guess they could wrestle a lot on Dark, and I'm behind on Dark. I think Dark's got like 90 plus episodes out, and I just finished episode 47, so I'm really far behind. Uh, and then Dark Elevations out too, so um, I need to start watching that and catch up on that. So. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a whole lot of wrestling. Too much wrestling to watch. whole lot of wrestling. But um, real quick, I just got like some few side note deals. Um, AAW just had a show. Like, okay. The 7th, I think. Um, so they're like back having shows, and they had a lot of big-time guys there. Yep. Um, so that's nice to see. Ace Austin... Um uh, what's the champion's name? Uh, War- oh, Mance Warner. Mance Warner. Yes. Thanks. I was gonna say Warner Mance, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him in that MLW show. He's pretty good. Um, but yeah. Um, Let's see here. Um, oh, Leo Rush retire announced he's retiring. Yeah, Leo Rush. Um, that's kind of a shock because I don't think he's much older than you are. Yeah, I think he's, he's like be about the same age. Yeah, he's either exactly the same age or he may be like a few months younger than I am. Um, you know, I wish him the best. I think he'll be. I think he'll come back. Um, maybe he won't, but since he's so young, I could see him coming back. Um, I know he's got a fa- a young family. I think he's got a couple kids, or at least one. Yeah. Um, and his wife's pretty young and stuff too. So I could see like if he wants to spend more time with them and not be on the road so much. I know. Um, I've seen things in the past where he's kind of dealt with like mental health and stuff. So like if he's got to take some time off and get himself better, and I totally understand. You know, you're not anything without your brain. So. Right, exactly. And then plus two is, like, um, he's already made it to WWE, so, like, he's already had that big payday. He's yeah. he had, like, a, the the moment of of uh, glory 
Right. Or whatever. So, like, I mean, if you make it to WWE, even for a run that he had, which wasn't very long, I mean, he was, what, Bobby Lashley's mouthpiece, I think, for a minute? Yeah, he was, yeah, and then he was, um, he was in NXT for a decent amount, and then he was on 205 Live doing that Cruiserweight stuff. Right. That's where he really got got a lot of his time so so yeah i mean he's had his time in the spotlight with wwe and making a, a decent payday so like kudos to him and uh making a living out of what dreams we have as like wrestling watchers or uh whatever wannabe warriors <laughs> yeah right wannabe weekend warriors right yeah so um, yeah, uh, we wish him the best, and hopefully he comes back, because he's an extremely talented guy. Yeah, yeah, and we wish him the best, for sure. Um, um, one quick thing is, uh, I know, uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling actually, uh, had a show going on today in Thienesville. Oh, nice. Like, out by you. Yeah. Um, and it had Hornswoggle on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. The show was starting at 2.30, so as we're recording this, it's already uh, 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, I think I so. saw his, I think his boy just started like high school or something, or is going to start high school. Yeah. So, yeah, that's nice, nice to see him still in the wrestling industry and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, he does that, uh, that wrestling promotion, ACW out of Wisconsin in uh, Oshkosh, so. Yeah. Uh, he's got his own wrestling school, so definitely... Uh, uh, check out that if you're able to, ACW out of Wisconsin. I mean, a lot of these uh, local promotions are showing uh, stuff on YouTube and uh, social media pages and all that stuff. So definitely uh, if you're into wrestling and you want to uh, venture out, definitely just go on YouTube and venture into like indie promotions and whatnot because, you know, a lot of, a lot of these guys out there nowadays are really good. They just don't have an audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all they need is like that. Like that national televised audience to like put them up and over the top. So Yeah. Give them some love. So, uh, real quick, back to Zicky Dice. You think AEW is going to sign him? And he's going to keep doing the, the dark thing for a while and gain some traction? I think he's, I think he's got the... The mic ability and the charisma to do it. I don't really like the way I saw the him, them use him. But, I mean, I know we kind of already touched base on it a little bit about the getting jumped from behind kind of thing. But You know, I would really like to know on where AEW stands with all this talent that they're bringing in. Because um, they're bringing in a lot of independent talent and they're putting them in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And they're utilizing them as extras, and they're utilizing them in dark or other yeah. aspects. Is where are they going to stand when this is all said and done? Are they going to like offer these people contracts, or are they just going to let them fall off the wayside? I mean, a guy like Ziggy Dice, he is. Um, I'm going to say. You could say he's more like a mainstream guy than um, some of the other wrestlers that 
they have and that they promote on there just because of the fact that he was in NWA before the the whole pandemic thing. Yeah, and he was the television champ. Right. <clears throat> so, because I've seen some kind of like things where people were kind of like, I don't want to use the word making fun of him because we're not on the school school ground playground anymore. Um, but, you know, kind of poking fun of him that he got whipped up so easily and it's like, if people only really knew and like had seen him in the NWA, they'd see how talented he is. And he put out a tweet that said, basically he was saying like, all talents hated before they're liked. You know, and that's true. I mean, think about, you know, I've said it on the podcast before. When I first saw Adam Cole, I was like, ah, I, I can't stand this guy. I didn't like Zicky Dice when he first came on, you know. 90% of the guys that I enjoy watching and I go out of my way to find more of their matches and stuff, I couldn't stand at first. And then yep. they kind of grew on me because they have a really interesting character and that's what gets people over is if you can be the best performer in the ring, but if you don't have a good character, I don't care. You know, like Ricochet. Ricochet is one of those guys where he is stupid good in the ring. He doesn't talk much on the mic. I've seen him in... His matches in New Japan. I've seen him in Lucha Underground in the WWE now, and I just don't connect to him. Yep, that's just like the Ringmaster. Yeah, I mean Stone Cold's great in the ring, and he was great as the Ringmaster, but still he was Stone Cold. Nobody gave a damn about him. Right. You know, and that's people just got to give people a chance. You know. Yep. Talk about your John three sixteen. Well, Austin 316 just said I whipped you up. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about AEW signing uh, Andrade? I mean, I kind of saw that one coming. but Yeah, I saw that one coming too. Um, I mean, Andrade is like, I mean, we kind of touched base on it before. He's kind of like a big-time player almost in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I just don't know where... Things are going to go for him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you had Rusev and Lana, and then they let go of Rusev. Rusev wanted to be let go out of his contract, too. I'm sure Andrade probably did, too. I think he did, yeah. Um, It's just the WWE system. I mean, it's, I guess it's anybody's system because you can only be spotlighted X amount of time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they got everybody's so talented out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I I just don't know. I don't know if uh, if it'll ever um, amount to anything for Andrade. Um, I'm sure there's probably going to be some good. Is there going to be any repercussions for um, Charlotte Flair? like we kind of talked about earlier, um, since they are uh, engaged to be married in real life, um, it, is, is that going to be a problem? Um, kind of like Lana. It Was Lana a problem in WWE? Was it a stick to Rusev for keeping Lana as much as um, she was there? That sort of thing. Like, uh, yeah, it's just... I don't even know. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, 
uh, yeah, I don't know about you listeners out there and what your guys' partake on, like, a husband and wife being in two separate uh, companies. It's kind of like Britt Baker and uh, Adam Cole. They're together. They're doing two separate things, and Britt Baker's come out and say that she wants nothing to do with WWE, like AEW is her home. So where do they stand with being separated in two different companies? That's what it's going to come down to, um, especially with the new turn of events with Andrade and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I thought he was going to wrestle under the mask like he did in Mexico. Because he was like La Sombra or something like that. But, um, in so I thought, you know what I'm, I thought he was going to come in. But, I mean, everybody would have known who he was anyways, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know you probably don't watch or don't really follow Nick Gage much. Yeah, the hardcore guy? Yeah, but. I don't know if you saw a show he was on recently. I think it was a, a GCW show. They do a lot of that hardcore stuff. Uh, and I know you and I aren't really big fans of that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, he had just had a match, and he'd won. And somebody came out of the, jumped out of the crowd, and they were all in black, all hooded up and everything. And the crowd's, like, yelling and stuff, and Nick Gage is, you know, thanking the crowds, cheering for him and stuff. And this person's kind of moving, kind of like John Moxley does, right? So mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, it's John Moxley, it's John Moxley. Right. And Nick Gage turns around and he gives him a double underhook DDT. So it's like, oh, it's John Moxley. Guy takes off the hood, Matt Cardona. So now Matt Cardona and Nick Gage are going to have a big match. And I guess, like, Nick Gage showed up at some kind of wrestling action figure thing where Matt Cardona was doing a podcast or whatever and made a big scene and got thrown out or whatever. So they're really pushing What's Matt Cardona doing? I mean, going up against Nick Gage. I mean, that's a hardcore thing. Matt Cardona is not hardcore. I think it's just like one of those things that he wants to do. I mean, he was stuck in the WWE system for how long as Zack Ryder doing all that goofy bro crap. Um, woo 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 you know it so <laughs> y- you know I, I think he's just kind of branching out you know he had that big feud with um, Brian Myers I know those two are really good buddies um, so I think he's just kind of doing his own thing going out I mean yeah I get what you're saying though yeah he's not a hardcore guy but why not give it a shot I guess you know What's he got to lose? I mean, I guess he could get really hurt, but whatever. That's what he wants to do. Yeah. So. So, yeah. I don't know. We had a lot to talk about on this uh, this week's podcast. Um, this could could have definitely been like a two-parter for you listeners out there, so sorry for it being so long and, and whatnot. But uh, we, we wanted to give it to you in one. Right. I mean, we missed, like, two weeks of live action here. So, yeah. like, um, give it to you all in one. I mean, we were talking about being a two-parter, like, releasing, like, half of this episode, which we still could. But I think we're just going to give it to you in full. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So. All right. You got any anything else? 
I don't know. We got to get some more of that uh, pile driver pizza. That's right. Everybody, yeah. keep your eyes open. Pile driver pizza. That was uh, that was pretty tasty. Pile it, driver pizza and uh, bees knees. The original Louisiana, the perfect house sauce. Yeah. So I know you said you didn't watch a lot of wrestling uh, since you've been busy and stuff, but. Out of what you did, uh, did you have a match that you really enjoyed at, out of the week, or at least the last two weeks? Um, you know, I kind of enjoyed the whole. I didn't really watch AW this week um, because it was on Friday night, and I had to work on Saturday, so I didn't catch the whole thing. Um, I kind of fell asleep and whatnot. But uh, I would have to say the match of the week would have been like last week's Dynamite. I would say Nick Camarado and um, um, Dustin Rhodes. Okay. Yeah, all right. Um, I actually have flipped it around. I've watched more wrestling this last two weeks than I think I did the whole month before. Um, So I've watched a little bit of everything. But um, I think, um, I know this isn't current, but... Um, earlier this week, I watched an uh, old episode of WCW Nitro. Okay. They finally got a bunch of more stuff uploaded up on Peacock. Okay. So they've got all the Nitros on there. So, And I've been trying to bust through all the Nitros slowly along with Lucha Underground and keeping up with everything current for all you listeners out there. But i got to go with... Um, I watched uh, Dean Malenko against Rey Mysterio. It was in, It's in like June of 94. Five or ninety six um, for the cruiserweight title on okay. episode of Nitro, and by far probably one of the best matches I've seen all year. Yeah, uh, I know it's not a current one, but hey, that's what this match of the week's about. So yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, old school is very welcome in our uh, podcast. So yeah, so I don't mind it whatsoever. Alrighty, well, but uh, one quick thing is that uh, you know I watch a lot of. Uh, YouTube channels and whatnot. Excuse me. Um, and I watched Sammy Guevara's blog, and uh, Dustin Rhodes has a segment on uh, Fuego del Sol, which, for you folks out there that don't know who he is, he's doing a lot of episodes on Dark. He's like a Dark talent he's like owen like 50 or something like that he's never won a match in his whole life but uh he's got this thing to where he's with dustin Rhodes, and like they have like a father and son like weird awkward like love relationship to where they're like kissing each other on the forehead and stuff it's it's really strange but like in that match with uh that dustin Rhodes had against nick camarado is that you see Fuego del Sol, like, get involved in the match and, like, jump um, Nick Camarado, and then him being, like, picked up by Nick Camarado and just thrown it at all the enhancement talent ringside. So, like, I thought that was funny, so I just thought I'd bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing is, here, I'll keep this short as we're running up on a long episode, but... um, yeah, Sammy Guevara's got the vlog, and the Bucks got being the elite. So you kind of got to watch those two to get like extra stuff and catch up on like things that are going on. But I saw a tweet that uh, 
they're like, screw the Monday Night Wars. It's the, it's the streaming wars, and it's Sammy's vlog versus the Bucks YouTube. So both those are getting lots of views every week. So yeah, uh, both those. I mean, they got the platform to do it, and I'm proud of them. You know, so yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't really watch the Bucks vlog at all, but I do watch Sammy's vlog every week when it comes out. Um, something about Sammy, I've just. I'm just sucked into watching Sammy. Sammy. I don't know if it's just like him being young and like he—he he just seems like a really humble dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be. I think the Bucks are probably pretty humble too. And and I know. Yeah. I know you're not a huge fan, and I'm not either. But I like a lot of the stuff they do. That I feel like they do put on good matches. I wish they didn't use super kick so much, but. What am I to say? I'm not right. in the industry, so whatever. Whatever makes the fans happy, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, apologize again for the long episode, everybody, but uh, hope you all had a good Memorial Day week weekend a couple weeks ago, and, you know, Milwaukee's been hot. You know, I think the news said we had 10-plus uh, days of 90-degree heat in a row. I mean, I know that ended especially today, and I think on Friday it was only like mid-80s, but we, oh, have, we haven't got a lot of rain, so. Today was was nice outside. I mean, I was golfing at 8 o'clock this morning, and uh, definitely a lot more easier to tolerate today than this past week. Yeah, so, so. everybody stay hydrated out there, and uh, hopefully we get some rain soon so we can... Uh, this grass comes out and it's uh, starting to go into dormancy. So yeah, my grass is uh, dormant in my backyard here, so yeah. that's never a good thing. Yeah, no and I got a lot really. of fescue grass, so that's not a good thing either. So yeah, well, unless you got anything else, Maddie Ice, I think that's it. Send them home. All right. Well, remember to wash your hands. Keep a safe distance from uh, some people. You know, I mean, even though we're getting slowly vaccinated and um, stuff like that, and things are opening up. And uh, if you feel that you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. And I think that's it. Yeah, well, we'll see you guys next week. Later. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Beer City Boys One. Hot tag out.